Hello, Maggie? Oh my God, Maggie. Maggie. I hate you. Please help me. <coughs> oh, help me, Maggie, please. I'm desperate. The parenting world is full of advice. Some of it's good, some of it not so good. So who do you trust? I'm Maggie Dent, and they call me the queen of common sense when it comes to parenting. And in these special Help Me Maggie episodes on parental as anything, you get to ask me the sticky, tricky parenting questions you're dying to get the answers to. Did you know we're all born with different personality traits? <laughs> Some of us are pretty easygoing, we can live with mess, and near enough is good enough, and others need everything to be absolutely perfect or the wheels fall off their trolleys. And it can be a bit hard to see the world through our kids' eyes. So when a laid-back dad has a perfectionistic child, that can be pretty confusing. Hi, Maggie. My six-year-old boy is really hard on himself with things like sport, schoolwork and new skills. And if he's not great at something, almost like he's not perfect at it the first time, he likes to give up and say, I'm dumb or I can't do it. We really try to boost his confidence and say things like, no one's great at anything first go, but it just never seems to sink in. Any tips you've got to help would be greatly appreciated. It's really wearing my wife and I thin. golly. Striving to do your best is a wonderful attitude to instill in your kids and yourself. But having an unrealistic drive for perfectionism, especially as a younger child and as a teen, can cause problems. So there's a couple of reasons why our children do this. The first thing is it's just wired into their personalities. And sometimes it can be the alpha personalities who are super confident and, you know, are out there to prove the world how fabulous they are. Or sometimes it's the ones who have a super sensitivity to not delivering what they'd like to deliver. And then there's one other one, and that's that some children work out that their parents' approval and affection and love is more forthcoming when they do brilliantly versus when they do okay. So your son has developed a fixed mindset, which means there's only one way that he needs to be doing everything, and it is to the absolute best of his ability and as close to perfect as possible. Nothing else is acceptable. Psychologist Carol Dweck's work around flexible and fixed mindsets explored how a fixed mindset and perfectionism makes it hard for kids to manage losing and failing or doing less than they perceive to be good enough. And that can be really tricky because all through schooling, there's going to be times you can't master a task. So we don't want it to be fixed that you need to be perfect all the time. So we know that some of the kids with this tendency can do homework tasks over and over again, completely unnecessarily. And then we do know what they tend to do is that they then shame themselves and attack themselves um, rather than anyone else. And then there are others who simply avoid the task or the challenge because they've developed a deep fear of failing. So failing to them has created that sense of shame that there is, again, not something wrong with the task they're doing or that they can't possibly do it any other way 
than perfect, there is something wrong with them. So a flexible mindset is one that allows a child to make mistakes, to know that they're still okay as a human and that they can keep striving, but it means that their worth and their value is not defined by their achievement. So what you, laid-back dad and your lovely partner, kind of need to help is work out how can we help that fixed mindset become more flexible? And you're doing a great job. You're reassuring him and yet it's not making a big difference. So what are some of the things that you can do that can ease the need for him to be perfect or to get everything up to a standard that he's got in his mind that is simply not attainable all the time? (laughs) The good news is I want you to model failing a lot, uh, making poor choices, because really we know that modelling influences children's behaviour and not making it too obvious because he'll smell a rat, seriously. The second one is that in the moment when that's happening for him, really just listen, connect with him, and then maybe acknowledge that sometimes, yeah, life can be a bit hard and we can be a bit hard on ourselves, or I just want you to be with him in the moment because so often we want to fix it. So what he has is a habitual pattern of thinking that we need to be able to shift around. And I'm hoping you might start by digging out some of the stories that are freely available in the digital world of amazing people who've failed. And depending on what his passion is, you know, you've got everything from, you know, Michael Jordan, the famous basketballer, he didn't make it and then he spent all the next year practising. There's all sorts of Richard Branson, Kerry Packer, Winston Churchill, you name it, Louis Pasteur. And I love the story of Thomas Edison, because he's the guy that invented the light bulb. But he failed, I don't know, over a hundred times before he succeeded. So that's the message we want to give our beautiful little lad is that sometimes we can't always get it right, which is what you're saying, but that sometimes it's when we muck up that we learn something that will help us the next time. Yeah, it's great. And I want you to start playing games. I want you to play so many games that he gets to learn to lose easily even go back to the old noughts and crosses by using a biro and a piece of paper because we want him to learn to lose lots and lots of times so that it doesn't link up to that part of his brain that says there's something wrong with him rather than I've just experienced a loss or a failure because that's what's happening. He is actually determining that there's something wrong with him and that's why you're getting the shame language. So anything, card games, you know, anything that's a bit of a quick turnaround, And you're going to be going, high five, dude, you know, anything you like to be able to say, let's have another go. Because you're going to gradually weaken the fixed mindset and create a much more flexible one. And then the last biggie, absolutely enormous one, is that the way that you love your son is completely unconditional. That there will be nothing ever in life that he will ever do, that he might struggle with, that will ever stop your love. Because that's one of the big messages that's getting a bit messed up with some of our pressures around high grades. And that there's nothing that's too big to recover from. And that your family has always got his back. So well done. 
And I'm hoping those few things will help move that little boy into a more flexible mindset where he's able to lose with a grin on his face. Next time on Help Me Maggie, what to do when your kid has a childcare hangover. By the time we get to Thursday, it's like the whole house is chaos. Um, It starts from the minute they get up until the minute they go to bed. We'll have jumping on the furniture. They'll be rough with each other, hitting each other. I guess I need your help mainly in those moments where it feels like everything's so out of control. I don't know how to get it back. Catch Parental as Anything on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. And... If you have a question for me, I'd like to hear it. All you have to do is record it on a voice recording app on your phone and email it to me, along with your name and mobile number, to parentalasanything at abc.net.au. I'm Maggie Dent, and until then, keep breathing. (sighs) You really have got this.